Hello, and welcome to the Nerdcaster. I'm your resident Nerdcaster, Joe, and with me I have Lori. Hello. Back again is John. What's up? And again we have eight badges here. What's up, guys? Badges is here. <laughs> oh my god. And we're here to talk about Kingdom Hearts, the entire series, beginning to end. Everything up to the long-awaited Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah. And just as slow as he said, it has been as slow as the development has been on 3. But, I mean, who's counting? <laughs> who's counting, seriously? I mean, it hasn't been like 10 years or something. It's not like Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, wait a <laughs> second. It's kind of like Duke Nukem Forever. It's taken forever, that's for damn sure. Um, so... I don't know. I haven't, again, you know, I've, I've, we've been talking about this game for a long time. We've been talking about, um, you know, we were actually kind of hoping it was going to be released right around the same time as Final Fantasy XV, only we started hearing, uh, we started hearing dates for XV before we were hearing them for Kingdom Hearts. And, I mean, I'm super happy that XV came out, um, you know, last year. But at the same time, it begs the question, what the hell happened to Kingdom Hearts 3? Um, but, you know, again... What happened? Square Enix likes to screw me. That's what happened. Well, um, which game is it now? Which, which game is it in the series? If we're going by storyline and release, like, what game actually, like, in, in succession, what number is it? I don't know how many games are even out there. I mean, I have all of them on the, the remix versions, but quite honestly, John may, may know better, or Kiefer may know better than me on that. Oh, no. I was going to say 2.8. I, I want to say it's probably, like, 6 or 7. If you're going based on, like, actual um, actual games themselves. But um, there there were a few in between. Not all of them involved the main, you know, characters, Sora and Riku. But um, I would say it's probably, like, 6th or 7th installment, technically. So... You mean games that they put in between to Total. screw me out of three? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, let's keep these motherfuckers interested so we don't have to release three. Exactly. What? It, it, I mean, it can only do that so much before it gets really, really annoying. I know that they released information, was it early, earlier this week or in the last week, about this clock, this commemorative clock that they were going to break the glass and hand out pieces of the glass of the clock or something like that. And, Joe, you yeah. read the Facebook post and you just yeah. lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. Let's do a little bit of history and go back to where it all started. A game that I did not play when it first came out, I thought it was probably going to be dumb. Um, and I believe, Lori, you, you were right there with me. Well, I actually received and the game when I was... Game? Um, I Kingdom even, Hearts, Kingdom I was going to say, I didn't even announce the, the damn game. And you <laughs> just cut me off there. Well, you cut me off. Excuse me. I'm good, I'm good at cutting you off. I'm sorry. Yes. Call me now, Hearts child. <laughs> it's clear. Kingdom Hearts 1 came out for the PS2. Uh, I remember I was 14 when it came out, and actually I got it as a birthday present. And I didn't touch the game. I didn't touch the game for about, I don't know, 12 months. I really, you know, I didn't really care. I got, you know, again, I got it as a gift, was kind of interested in it, but it seemed a little bit too kitschy for me. Um, at that point in time, I was a little too cool for Disney, which, you know, I really want to kick myself um, now. Um, but when we actually started playing it, uh, I liked the game a lot. It was, you know, at the time... Uh, a lot different from any of the other games I played in terms of um, the battle system, in terms of, you know, the character integration with Disney. Uh, once we got into the game, it you know, there were some really, really corny moments, don't get me wrong, but um, done well enough that I was able to get through the entire game and, you know, really enjoy it and actually want to play the second one. So before we get into what the plot is, what is everybody's thought of Kingdom Hearts 1? What did you think of, uh, of the... Of the game, the story overall. What are your thoughts? And we'll start with John. Um, honestly, I I loved the first game. It's probably my favorite one in the entire um, franchise. I would say, really, at this point. Um, I think I, I was the same age when the game first came out. I was fifteen. Um, you know, at the time we were in high school and. I had a crappy job where I was only, you know, working one or two days a week. And I remember actually spending uh, my entire paycheck, believe it or not, to, to buy the game for PS2. 
And I just love the fact that, um, you know, all these square characters from Final Fantasy and, and all were um, in this game, uh, as well as Disney. Um, I do remember, like, I think the reception, um, probably from, like, kind of our age group um, at the time, was kind of like what Lori said, like some people, you know, just immediately thought it would be corny or something like that just because it had Disney characters in it. And I, you know, secretly was loving the shit out of that game. And then I think as more and more people, you know, saw just how, how good that game was, um, you know, it, it really got the ball rolling. And uh, I think, you know, the franchise just really took off. So. Definitely the first game is my favorite. All right. What about you, uh, Badges, Keith, or whatever you want to talk <laughs> I really loved Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, I would say it would be my favorite if it wasn't for one little thing in Kingdom Hearts 2, which we'll discuss a little later when we talk about Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts 1 was, like, I thought it was absolutely amazing in establishing the foundation for what was to come later in the franchise. Uh to this day, I still think it still had the best collection of worlds, best music. So I'm right there with John when I sit and when I say that, you know, it's definitely one of, if not the best still to this day in, in the series. And, you know, I'm pretty sure three is going to, you know, top it whenever it does come out. But never. I <laughs> never. But uh, one was definitely like I just still remember playing it and just having an amazing time. I can like just we play that game so many times, it just seems to never get boring. And Lord. I'm going to say that two words come to mind when I think of Kingdom Hearts was, and that was pleasant surprise. I spent so much time, even in the beginning when I did get around to starting to play it, um, just wanting, I wanted to hate on this game so much just because I thought it was, you know, I just didn't think it was going to be an epic game. And, you know, without getting too, you know, detailed into the storyline, but by the time you actually hit, I think, the last one-third of the game and you're in Hollow Bastion, that's when I completely stopped trying to hate on the game. And <laughs> a lot of things in the story opened up for me, and I just, you know, from that point on was completely hooked. All right. You're all crazy, because this game, to me, was the worst in the series so far. Oh. And I'm, I'm fucking with all of you, because everything else... It's terrible. Kingdom Hearts 1, I've played how many times? Like, four? Played this through this game four times. It, it is number two on my list of all-time video games. Damn, dude, you were trolling me hard. Your acting skills were on point. <laughs> I was believing you first. I was like, well, you played it like 8,000 times. Yeah, this this uh, is, uh, to me, the, the best game in the series. I have tried playing some of the in-betweeners. Not a big fan. Um, played three 3D or whatever it was called. Uh, I tried Train of Memories. I don't know. I, I could not get into those two at all, and I kind of gave up on the, the in-betweens. But one and two, excellent games. Uh, amazing. Just just an awesome fucking game, bottom line. Yeah. Music is on point. Oh, the music. Uh, <laughs> so on point. So on best, point. Best things of that first game, I think. I still it's actually that soundtrack. I still get douche chills when I hear the fucking <laughs> the, oh my God. the fucking intro to that. Like I'll just turn on the intro and let it loop. <laughs> like I've never been yeah. like I've never been into Peter Pan and Neverland, but that world's music is so good. It's just like wow. Like I actually can't believe like I'm actually enjoying this. Like so it was making people who weren't fans prior big time fans. That's what the game did. So what is this game about? Now that that we said <laughs> this game is awesome. What is it about? Well, can I actually just say something real quick before we get into the storyline? Um, just because we covered this a little bit on a previous episode of Nerdcaster was voice acting and how voice acting, especially in games that started to come out then, was really critical. Voice acting is something I think this game did exceptionally yeah, well. Yeah, it was really well done. In comparison yes. to yes. all the other games coming out that were just introducing voice acting. One of the first, I think that they, uh, I think Square did this one. You're biased. One. I'm not biased. You I'm, are. You're biased because What's-His-Nuts did the voice of Sephiroth, and that's your homeboy. Who? Was it Lance Bass? Or <laughs> oh, ew, no. Oh, I hated that dude, <laughs> man. No, no, man. I was, I, I was, I was salty about that, man. No, I was a Backstreet Boys fan, not an NSYNC fan, so you could not be further from the truth, okay? And this is the only time that I will admit to what I listened to prior to high school. But anyway, 
Um, in comparison, like if I had to pick, you know, between like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X, I think Kingdom Hearts did a way better job in the voice acting Definitely. than X. Absolutely, Atidas kind of fucked that up for ten. You know, yeah. that he very didn't kind of fuck it up, and it wasn't just he fucked him. it up. <laughs> yeah, he fucked it up. Yeah, I was just trying to be, you know, modest here, but yeah. Um, but you know, to your point, Joe, um, we can get into the plot a little bit now. Sure. So I'll, I'll let you do that. You're the better storyteller than I am. And I will screw it up simply because I don't know what it is about video games. I, just, I see them differently. Me and Lori. Yeah, I know. I've heard you. Plot, and I'll be like, no, I didn't take it that way. And then I'll go read the wiki. It's like, no, she was right. That's the way you're supposed to take it. It's so, because I'm always right. All right. So then you tell the story. Well, I'm not gonna you and John can take this one. Or okay. you, John and Kiefer. I'm I, I just have one actually, question about I've one. I've the game maybe like four or five times and I still don't understand the story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sora never came down for supper, and, like, the police were never called, like, no missing child report was filed. Wait, wait. we still haven't seen Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. There's still hope for Okay, all that. right, all right, so I'm gonna, we're going to pass it on to Lori now. Well, you know, in 2, he did kind of, he completely grew out of his own clothes, so I think that if they do do some, I don't know, unless there's time travel involved, really in-depth time, no travel, time travel, he's not coming respect. home for supper. That, that shit's still waiting for him in the fridge. It's just like... Um... From what I gather, I didn't. I thought the story was mainly straightforward until, um, you know, you had Zenith, Xehanort, all of, you know, when you started to, in between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, it's just kind of where it gets confusing. In the beginning, um, you start on Destiny Island, you start on Destiny Island, you have two, you know, you're Sora, you play as Sora, you have two friends, uh, Riku and Kairi, and you're just trying to get off the island together and just you know have adventures you have a couple of other minor characters on the islands that you um, a couple of references big time yeah. characters yeah with uh selfie titus titus uh, waka and waka um so you get off the island kairi kind of goes missing you don't really know what happens to where riku goes missing too so um zora finds himself in Tra- traverse town he meets uh donald and goofy how does he get there he, I mean, I don't know. His world, his Destiny Islands is like it got swallowed. Yeah, it got swallowed. Yeah. It got That's swallowed kind of by important. That's kind of important to the story. You get your first big boss battle right there. Okay, well, how much? Okay, listen. I watched a YouTube video <laughs> of like a condensed version of the entire Kingdom Hearts story, and that video was still like thirty minutes long. Okay, so I don't think we're covering the well, entire. Well, there's plot. a few of them out there. There's one that's twenty minutes, and one that's like forty. And the one right. you're talking about was like forty. There is minutes. no way we can cover the entire plot of this game. So I'm trying to be as brief as possible. Okay, so I will take over. My man's in Destiny Island. He's with his, his dude and dude at Riku and Kairi. They want to go on these crazy adventures. They see this crazy ass dude sometime the door or something. This is, I, don't, I don't really You're know. You're not really that. taking over. You're Hold backtracking. On, stop. And then this heartless guys, these heartless little dudes that, that look like little ants take over the island. They get swallowed up by the sea and end up in different parts in some sort of weird ass universe. That's the way I take it. Again, could be wrong here. You, you start a story. You end up in Traverse Town. You meet up with Donald and Goofy, you get on your, your little gummy ship, and to the worlds you go to lock these keyholes to stop the Heartless from invading other worlds. That's pretty okay, much now, it. Now yeah. you're jumping. Now you're jumping. Okay, Hold so up. Why? Keep going. So you go to all these crazy worlds. We'll get into more of those later. And then after you've read all these worlds, just like any other Square Enix game, shit does a 180. You end up in some place called Hollow Bastion. Boom, boom, boom. You fight Xehanort, find some things out. That's where I get confused. Right. Okay. So I mean, and feel back, free to interrupt me. I'm going like to talk. I'm doing Was he referred to as Ansem though? Ansem. Okay. Yeah. Just I'm so sorry. I'm just, alleviate any confusion. Like, those extra names are just you're jumping yeah. ahead a lot. Um, My man but, did a huge jump. No, just, well, just to kind of really just condense the first version, at least the way that I knew it. Um, so King Mickey, obviously the head honcho of Disney. He goes on a mission. He, you know, shit's not right. He's going to go fix it. Donald and Goofy are tasked with really finding him. And that's how they meet up with Sora. And they just find themselves in different, you know, different worlds, all based on different Disney movies. Um, and they, you know, pretty much solve an individual problem that happens in these worlds. They close up the keyhole, which is, you know, completely necessary for, you know, I guess to avoid the Heartless coming back into those worlds. And, um, then you further the storyline, um, with, uh, Riku, who has somehow sided up with Maleficent, who's your main villain in, or who you think is the main villain in Kingdom Hearts 1 for a little while with other Disney villains. 
and then you try to find Kyrie, which all this comes together in Hollow Bastion. And again, this is the part of the game once we get here, which is the final one third of the game, where the entire story kind of starts coming, you know, you know, starts to unravel and get really interesting, but also really confusing. So, John, I don't know if you want to take over just kind of from Hollow Bastion a little bit further um, to clarify kind of what happens once you get there. Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> so, it is um, really confusing. In typical Square Enix fashion, things are very confusing. Um, you know, I do remember trying to read, like, all the journal entries and things like that that you find um, throughout the game just to kind of, like, make, you know, sense of some of the stuff that's happening. But um, I, I really, I really don't know. Like, I really don't know how to explain the story of the game like it's just so far out there um <laughs> i i don't <laughs> honestly for all the listeners it you're better off playing trying, the game, playing well, the no, game yeah. I, i'm not even saying that yes play the game because it is really it's good amazing but if you want an in-depth overview of the story exactly the way that you need it to understand the basics go to youtube there are tons of um, you know, YouTubers out there that really covered the story much better than we're going to. Um, because, yes, the final one-third of the game is going to just kind of... It's going to set the stage for Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's... You either have to play the game three or four times, and, you know, hopefully in succession to really get it, or you could just kind of save yourself some time, go through these videos, and to really understand what you're doing. Um, I think our most recent playthrough, we did one of, um, we watched one of those videos, played the game, and even still, there are just nuances, there are things that you're going to miss. There's just a lot that happens. Yeah. Uh, that being said, the rest of this is probably for people who actually played the game then. And yeah. you're just going to listen to what we think. Pretty much. What was, okay, so, you know, we talked about, you know, just kind of first impressions of the game um, before we get into Kingdom Hearts 2. We're not going to cover outside installments of the main titles, meaning Chain of Memories or Birth by Sleep. <laughs> you know what? There's just not enough time well, to cover those. Um, there's yeah. not enough time to really cover those titles, um, but we will probably end up referencing them at some point. But um, just in Kingdom Hearts 1, though, what was, um, what was the thing you least liked about it? Um, Joe, we'll start with you. Mystery goo. I hated having to get mystery goo from little mushroom men that <laughs> that didn't want to give it up. No matter how hard I tried, that had to be the longest thing I had to do in this game. Okay, and why did you have to get that mystery goo? To get ultimate weapons. And I I did that on proud mode, so I want my ultimate weapons. I'm going to say for story purposes, is not necessary. And in fact, I did not get any of the extras my first playthrough. I just played through completely oh, for the story. That wasn't my first playthrough, that was my second that would be like your third or fourth. All right, my third real. or fourth. So now I'm on five because I have a record that I still haven't beat. Okay, so out of everything, the mystery goo part. I hate it. Part. I could not stand that. I hated every minute of it. All right, what about you, Kiefer? Uh, the biggest thing that stands out the most is I hate it fighting with Ariel. The little uh, the you uh, skip that board. No, that's two you're thinking of. You actually had to fight. No, motherfucker, who are you talking to? You could skip. Really? That board. You could go to Pan's board first, but it's going to be a lot tougher because you don't have the experience from going to Atlantica. I you hated Atlantica. Skip, you can also skip it. Monstro. Are you sure? I don't about Atlantica. I'm not sure. You have to fight in Atlantica in on the first one, unless John knows the answer. Um, two, I, it was I more of never like a skipped anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, me neither, dude. I'm the same way. I I, I never skipped it either. So. Yeah. But I, I do believe you can skip it in the first one. I'm going to look it up. So you didn't like Atlantica. Why? I kept backtracking, getting lost. Uh, I just, it just nothing about it really intrigued me. The music was okay. That's the only salvaging part of it. But I just I hated the boss fights. I, I couldn't. The, the best part about it was when I got the hell out of there. That was <laughs> it. I locked that damn keyhole, and I never swam out of someplace so damn fast in my life. It was just out. And what about you, John? Uh, it's a tough call. I think, honestly, the, the one thing that stands out the most for me, which really wasn't um, like a, a big dislike or anything, but I, I probably would have been fine without it, was the whole uh, the whole gummy ship. <laughs> yeah, that was a pain I, in the ass. 
Yeah, I didn't really like, you know, well, first of all, I think part of it was like Kingdom Hearts was a beautiful game for its time. And the gummy ship just seemed so blocky and pixelated because that's, I guess, kind of what it was supposed to represent. And I think just flying from, you know, world to world, it just kind of, uh, it, it, it stood out the wrong way to me. And some of it was just really annoying. Like right. if you um, don't make it to the destination, you have to redo the the whole like flight sequence. And I think it was like particularly tough on the way to uh, Hollow Bastion, I want to say. But um, at the same time, like I really didn't spend too much time upgrading the ship or anything like that. So I'm sure that was part of the problem too. But overall, I think that was the thing I, I liked the least about um the game that brings us to lawyer what was yours i'm gonna have to agree with john the gummy ship and i did i spent an extensive extensive amount of time on it and that's probably why i did not you know <laughs> end up just not liking it because um the, the 3d thing with building it was no, a little clunky i built it yeah. I, I i went and searched for all these pieces just to make it the most epic ship ever and really like, what does it really do for you at the end of the game it really doesn't add no, it makes it easier to get the Hollow Bastion if you got like nine guns on your gummy. But, it, but, it, but, but you know, <laughs> you but it doesn't really matter. You know, it's like it's just a really time-consuming mini game. And I think after I kind of built like the ultimate ship, or at least what I thought was the ultimate ship, I was maybe expecting something a little bit more of a reward for my efforts, and that just never came. And I just got really frustrated with it. The second thing. Um, just because this comes as a really close second, is playing the board in Atlantica. That is this uh, Monstro is a, is it's well, only behind that by a little bit. But speaking Atlantica, of Monstro, I need to interrupt you because Atlantica is optional if you clear Monstro and Halloween Town, which I've done. To, then you don't have to visit Atlantica. Oh damn! Well, Monstro was just annoying. My Atlantica, bad. Just because you had to float around. And yeah. just, the swimming those controls were just awful. I, I couldn't stand it. It was definitely... It, it was kind of the worst to navigate in that world, too, because I, I remember getting lost quite a few times. Exactly. Atlantica, exactly. I mean, we're not into two yet, but Atlantica in, in, um, in Kingdom Hearts 2, also my least favorite. I'm like, why did you even include it a second time? It was more of a minigame this time well, around. why did you even include it a second time? Why did you make yeah. me go through that a second time? I just don't get it, but that that's it for me. All right. I... I, did, I didn't like Atlantica. I didn't think it was overly bad. So I guess we can round out and go with what our favorite things about Kingdom Hearts 1 is before we move to 2, and then we'll move right into it. So we can start with Lori, I guess. My favorite thing? Um, I guess it would have to come down to a moment, and it's in Hollow Bastion, and it's when Sora turns himself into a Heartless for Kyrie. Um, the music that plays right there, which is just like a kind of a reprise of, um, you know, simple and clean, obviously slower, it's just more dramatic. That moment right there is when I was like, holy shit, this game got real. This, guy, this game got, this game made me feel things. It was when, that was when that <laughs> Shit happened. got deep. It did. That, you know, so I would have to say that that is, um... That's the most defining moment for me, and I would have to say because of that, that absolutely makes it my favorite. All right, Kiefer? I've mentioned it before, and I'm just going to stick with it because it was such like a pleasant surprise with fighting along Peter Pan. <laughs> like when I first came, like when I first like <laughs> encountered him, and I got to know, like, oh, this this is going to be fucking lame, man. Like I never really follow this guy. Shit's going to be lame. Then all of a sudden, I'm flying and shit. I'm fucking spinning, helping me out. I'm like, this dude's badass, man. It's just like, man. It's, that that was like my favorite board. That my favorite world in that game was definitely Final Along Peter Pan. What was the name of his world again? Was it Neverland? Neverland. Okay, yeah, it was really good, really, really, really good. John, um, so two things that stand out the most, uh, as we said before, the soundtrack is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but the other thing really would be um, all of the optional uh, boss fights. He took mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, <I> was- <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Any, any, anything I play, um, you know, I'm big into end game. I love doing what I, what I find to usually be the hardest content. You know, after you beat the game, um, any optional bosses, dungeons, anything like that. And 
I remember just trying for hours and hours on end to um, to beat Sephiroth, which I think is the you know the toughest optional boss in the game. And really just the first time I beat him, um, it was just such a rewarding experience. And like from that point on, I could just go back and beat him like, you know, any time um, just that. from having mastered the, the fight. And that would always be like one of the uh, defining moments, I think, really for that game. Like if I was showing someone the game, I would show them, you know, just how intense that fight is and. Especially with one That's, wing and angel in the background, dude. It's it's epic. Yeah. It's it's difficult yeah. at first though, because insult injury, you're getting your ass whipped by a guy <laughs> voiced minutes. by Lance Bass. So it's like, damn, <laughs> I'm getting destroyed, and I got to hear this guy's voice, and it's like, oh, I, damn. I don't, you know what? I don't know. I didn't think that that boss fight was that hard. Yeah, I didn't think it was that difficult compa- either. No, in comparison to like Phantom, I thought yes, was he? You know what? Maybe it's play style, but he gave me by far. He was difficult as shit. He gave me the most trouble. I had a really, really, really hard time beating him. It's crazy. They're all difficult, honestly. When it came to Phantom, playing him the first time was hard. But then playing him on proud mode, I didn't think it was as bad. Again, that might come down to play play style. Yeah. Yeah. They were all hard, though, in their own unique way. They were were all hard. I just, you know what? I faced, I think I, I. I, I got Phantom before I, I beat Phantom before I beat Sephiroth and I think I was just exp- it could have it could have also been like so high powered by that time that's true too that's true too would you consider Ice Titan an optional boss he well he is definitely player. an optional boss but you consider him like yeah he was tough He's tough until you figure out his, yeah, his the whole... pattern. Once you get that pattern down of getting that ice block back in his face or whatever you gotta do. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. I'm terrible with aiming, so that definitely was a Yeah, idea. I was at first, too. Was... What do you think of Ice Time, Joe? Um, I don't think he was one of the, the harder ones. Um, there was also... Uh, Rock Titan. I want to say uh, Kurt Ziza. That's um, his name. He's the one I couldn't remember. Yeah. Actually, fun fun fact. Um, I remember when Kingdom Hearts came out, there was a contest, and whoever the fan was that won the contest was going to have their name put in the game, and that's why his name is that. So that was just some kid that won that contest and became one of the optional bosses of the game. But that's really uh, awesome. That's cool. What's the name again? Kurt Ziza. Yeah. Yeah. I. But I. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I would still say Phantom and Sephiroth were probably the the two hardest of the optional bosses, but um, I definitely had less problems with Phantom than I did Sephiroth, so that could have just came down to play style, like you said, I guess. Yeah, I, I found Sephiroth uh, difficult as well, and, and, and Ice Titan took me a long time until I could figure him out. So I'm going to have to go with those two as the hardest for me. But, but what was your favorite? What was your favorite? My favorite was definitely the Sephiroth battle. I have to go with John. Hearing One Winged Angel, I could go back and play that battle again. That's your favorite thing in the whole game, though. Is you mean not I Clayton? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like Wonderland, too. Wonderland's one of my favorite things. I love the Lady Luck Keyblade. Um, I know a lot of people hate Wonderland. Uh, I, I liked it. I didn't mind it. That was pretty cool. Um, but why? What, 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 what would you say my favorite is? Because I hate Mystery Goo and I hate doing all that. I love Traverse Town. But I'm going to have to go. I do like the... the <laughs> I do like playing Town. Mystery Goo. That's just funny. And That's not something I would want to collect in excess. Yeah, yeah sure. well, you need a ton of right. them. And you need like 12 of them? Or something. something like that. Yeah, you need like a dozen or more. It was like the auriculum of that game. Or Chaco. You needed that too. Oh my god. Or <laughs> and that was a pain in the ass to get. And so the end of Kingdom Hearts ends with beating Ansem. Our characters have to go their separate ways. Riku and Mickey lock themselves behind the door. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah, they're offending all the, uh, the Heartless, yeah. And game ends. With the cliffhanger, yeah, yeah, pretty much. With the cliffhanger with Riku, not Riku, with Sora, Donald, and Goofy walking away. Well, again, at that moment, the end game, the same song comes on. When, you know, Sora turns himself into a Heartless. This is where the soundtrack really just comes in a pivotal moment and makes you feel things. Like, I'm 15 years old. I'm like, I, I don't know. I shouldn't be feeling these feelings. And deep. I, I, and now, <laughs> deep feelings. Moving into Kingdom Hearts 2. 
<laughs> Moving on to Kingdom Hearts 2, I honestly don't remember how, how that game began. I, I, I love this that, game, that, so that I, I know all about it. I remember. I remember. I was not happy the way that that began, just because I didn't oh, understand it. Now I remember. Now that you said you, you didn't like it, now I remember. Yeah, it starts off with Roxas. So, I'll let Kiefer adjust. Voiced by Jesse McCartney. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm, sad, know I'm, that. I'm mad at myself for knowing that. So. All I remember is sea salt ice cream. And I thought I was yeah, there was a lot of sea salt ice cream. There was a lot of sea salt ice cream. But yeah, it starts off with this character named Brock. Roxas. Named Roxas. Uh, you don't know too much about him at first. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. You're, you're in, what is it, Twilight Town, I believe? Yep. That was the name of the town. You start off in Twilight Town with Roxas, and it kind of starts off like Kingdom Hearts One. You're with your pals. You see some old, you see some old faces. Uh, Final Fantasy character Vivi was there. Uh, uh, yeah, Vivi was there. Seifer was there, uh, and you know, just a bunch of the kids goofing around. A lot of mini games going on. But then you start seeing these like these. But it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Where's but- Sora? I know that was that's what that was my question for like the first hour of the game and but you start seeing these flashbacks and you and it kind of it's like big time hints as to who Roxas might be in his connection to Sora and you kind of get that once Roxas encounters I correct me if I'm wrong he encounters Sora and they kind of become one because he's he's the heart he's the uh, nobody and there's a whole nobody thing gets introduced in this game he's the nobody of Sora. So, what was the, the like Here the nobody go. again? Getting confused. Getting confused. Organization thirteen. Organization thirteen. But what was it like? The bad part of you it was like uh, this, your bad side. Something like that. Yeah. Again, this is where the game gets really. Stupid yeah, really, really in the confusing. Story and gets really well, confusing. Well, in in between these two games, and and John, you can help me out here because I don't remember which ones they are. But you had Chain of Memories. Yes. And and I think there's one other one, um, and and they're both on the there. remix one five. Disc. There was a, uh, there was, I think it was 358 slash two um, days okay. was the one that I think somewhere falls along there where you're playing as Roxas, um, but it's also like you're the Roxas of Organization 13, and it, it's like it kind of falls in between one and two, but at the same time it came after two. So it's 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 hard to explain. Like all, all the spin-off games and everything like that are just so screwy with the timeline. Like um, it's 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 it is hard to follow. Um, but I, I feel like that's the the second game that would have been at that point. So so yeah, those two games. We move into two now. If you played those two, you know who Roxas is. Unlike me, I did not. So I'm I'm sitting here like, who the hell is this Roxas guy? So now Kiefer can continue wherever you left off. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you have these flashbacks. Roxas encounters this individual by the name of Axel who claims to be one of his uh, compadres from Organization 13, uh, an organization composed of nobodies, uh, people who have no feelings. Uh, they don't experience anything. Uh, it just It's just a weird organization, honestly. And uh, they end up fighting because apparently Roxas doesn't remember him or his, the, uh, his origins with the organization. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about Roxas is that he can use the Keyblade, just like Sora. So that's the big time, like, the, probably the biggest hint as to the connection between him and Sora. And, and so Roxas encounters Sora hitting away in his mansion with Goofy and Donald. And they seem to have been asleep for a very long time. And when he encounters Sora, it, it, the game picks up from Sora. Yeah. I, 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 why does it take over from Sora? Roxas gives himself up for some shit, right? It, it, it just happens that way. He sees Sora, and next thing you know, Sora wake, wakes up, and the game starts off with him. You also had, like, there's another important secondary character in this game that makes that kind of possible. It's Naminé, who's, you know, yep. I, I think technically yeah. kind of supposed to be, like... She's like n- nobody of uh, Kyrie. Yeah. And, um, you know, because really, um, Roxas, you know, Roxas is created when, um, when Sora turns himself into a Heartless. In Kingdom Hearts 1. In Kingdom Hearts 1. So that's what, when we go about timeline, again, can't get too deeply into that without just confusing the shit out of everybody. You're just (laughs) better off, you're better off just looking at either, either like a wiki or something just to kind of follow the way that this goes down. But... Um, when you finally do 
play is Sora, you do find out that he's been kind of in this stasis or sleep for mm-hmm. the past year. He's grown, and now he's going, he's really setting back off to finish what he started. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Which was finding Riku and Finding Kyrie. Riku and Kairi. And you know what? It's and like, King Mickey at this point. Yeah, at right. that point. So you go through, again, so he doesn't finish what he starts in Kingdom Hearts 1. You go through Kingdom Hearts 2. Really, you kind of go through the same thing. You, you're in different you get worlds. New threads, though. Oh, yeah. You get oh, threads. you get new threads. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you get new abilities, and there's a lot of um, other fun items in the game. But if we're strictly talking about story, you find out a little bit more about Ansem, and then, you know, exactly who, like, Xehanort is and um, Xemnas. You find out about all those, um, you know, essentially the villain, the villains and kind of how kingdom hearts and how this you know you get a little bit of an inkling of what the keyblade wars were not they hint at it they don't really cover that until what dream drop distance yeah Uh, birth by by sleep sleep. that's right that's right and um you kind of get a hint on that but at the end of two sora still doesn't find king mickey well you know he still doesn't he's still he's still not done no he's not (laughs) Which is why three needs to happen. Never ending quest. And there's two, yeah. two, two, two or three games after that. And um, yeah, he's Kingdom Hearts three still ain't here. I don't know about y'all, but I found King Mickey in two. <laughs> he came to save me when I got killed like <laughs> thousands of times by Zaldin. So I don't know about y'all, but, he, but then I he saw goes him away again. He doesn't hang out. <laughs> yeah, he comes he and saves me out. and leaves again. <laughs> I was like, bro, why can't you just hang around for like two more seconds? I'm about to wake up and. <laughs> But but essentially the gameplay is the same. You go through similar worlds. They add a few like oh, Pride Lands. Yes. Yeah. You like I'm sorry, I couldn't contain my excitement when you mentioned the Pride <laughs> and, Lands. Uh, a, a few others. The Pride Lands is the one that sticks out to me. Um, so we'll go through this just uh, just like we did Kingdom Hearts one um, a little quicker this time. Uh, what was your least favorite part of Kingdom Hearts? 2? Can I start? Yeah, I'll let you start. Okay, I already said this, but Atlantica. That stupid mini game with the like, you're, you're like I don't know coming up with the the song yeah. or whatever it was that you sing oh, Ariel that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay? Those are things I try not to remember. <laughs> exactly, I would, I just you, you sit there, you kind of go through it, and you know it's going to be bad. You know it's going to be bad, but you kind of hope that it's not. But it's even worse than what you thought it was going to be. It was just so awful. Um, it's like the the game soundtrack and other like lyrical or other written content is so good, and then you get to this part, and they couldn't. It's just like they got not even the B team to work on this. They got like the Y team to work. It's just like everybody was out, everybody was out that day. They only had interns, and they had a deadline to meet. That to me is the only reason why that happened. That had to be because that was just awful. Um. Anyway, uh, who, who wants to go next? Uh, I hate to be redundant here, but I'm going to have to uh, build on top of that, honestly. I could not stand that mini game. The only reason I did it is because you needed it, a curriculum that you got as a reward for the ultimate weapon for or Sora. Uh, so that's the only reason why I did it. I could not stand any part of it. <laughs> any part of it. That was definitely, without without any doubt, my least favorite part of that game. What about you, John? Um... That's tough because honestly, out of all of the Kingdom Hearts games in a series, it's probably the one I've played the least. Um, I just did one full playthrough of the entire game when it first came out, um, and I haven't gone back to it since. But because I because of that mini game, it's probably because of the mini game. Probably because now that you're talking about it, it's kind of uh, triggering some stuff that I don't like. So <laughs> it, it, it has to be it has to be Atlantica. So I'm gonna go with Atlantica. All right, Joe, are we getting the royal flush here? No pun intended. Nope. <laughs> while while this, this board does suck, major ass. Come on. I don't want to relive this. Yeah, it's that terrible. Um, I actually did not like the forms. I did not like the inclusion of his the valor form, wisdom form, yes, master I, form. I I was afraid form. to use them because if you use them too much, you die. And I didn't understand the whole gauge thing in the beginning. I did not learn how to use these forms until Hollow Bastion, and then when I realized that oh shit, I can use them all the way until it's like orangey red and not die, I was like. Fuck. You know so what? my forms were so low level by the time I got there, 
I had to do a lot of grinding to get them updated. I honestly have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I get the forms. I can't remember that either. I remember the forms, it's, like you're it's, saying. It's, it's oh, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. Hot tag, hot tag. No, no, no. Don't condescend me. I know the forms, okay? I know the valid What, your karate forms? Like, what are you doing? I know that, but I don't know what you're saying as far as, like, using too much. Oh, yeah. If you use the forms too much, you there's instant death. You could just die the second you turn try to use the form. I've never heard of that. I've... Yeah, um, there's a, there's a gauge when you, you go to the form. John, am I wrong here? Um, <laughs> no, y'all got me second guess. No, no, I've no, never no, experienced no. that. I'm not doubting you, but I just personally never experienced that in that game, and I used the shit out of those forms. Oh, damn. Excuse us for this brief moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I... <laughs> Wow, what? I don't know. Yeah, you die. You, you fucking die. I don't care. I'm pretty sure you die. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure you don't. But I mean, I like actually. Dude, like I'm looking. Can you die from Kingdom Hearts in, in in Google? The first thing that says when I say "Can you die?" it says "Can you die from weed?" <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, b- back to what you were saying. I. You know what? I don't even know now. Uh, now I'm interested to know. Can so, you die from weed? I, I don't know. I mean, if you smoke like a damn chimney, I can't imagine it being good, but I wouldn't know about that. I'm pretty sure you could die. Dry forms, they're called, by the way. Yeah, dry forms. Cared. Oh, I'm glad you knew that. Uh. I also didn't like the tree. You know what? If we're going to go, just one little thing I didn't like. I did not like the Tron board. That, was my oh, that board was sick. No, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. There were a couple boards I didn't really care for in that game. I just don't think they were as memorable. Some of them were kind of shoehorned in. Just be- I hate to say this. I'm a huge fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, but I did not really dig that world in 2. Loved it in 1, but 2 was very vague. It was small. I mean, the fight with Oogie Boogie was pretty cool, but besides that, it was just pretty annoying. I didn't really care for it. I, I liked both uh, Halloween towns. They were They were two of my favorite boards in all of them. Until I had to go back and get Mystery Goo and order Chalcoms and all that crap because I spent a lot of time there. I need to get whatever the special item was that some character that only was in that board in one. Uh, it was a pain in the balls. And that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. So what about favorite things? Because I think there's a lot of things to choose from in this game. For what? For favorite fa- things, yes. Um, John, why don't we start with you this time? So, again, I, I do love the soundtrack. Um, again, we had um, Utaru Hikaru on the, um, the official uh, song of the game, which was um, My Sanctuary for, for this one. Um, you know, and then you do get the sort of, like, mix they kind of do in the beginning of the game, but then you get the more instrumental and emotional one um, towards the end of the game, just like they did with Simple and Clean. So um, the soundtrack stood out for me. Um, Pride Land, definitely one of my favorite worlds, I think, in the, the series. Um, I, I, I would say those are probably the two things. And then also the bit where um, you're just fighting the waves of Heartless. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that, that, that was, was a pretty awesome. epic part, yeah. Um, I'm going to go next. Uh, as far as, like, favorite, th- I can't pinpoint, like, a single favorite thing that I have, you know, in the game, just because I actually wasn't really terribly thrilled with some of the worlds. Um, gameplay I really liked. Um, the forms, I really enjoyed the, the, the way they refined the battle system in this game. But really, I guess what stood out to me the most was actually probably... Um, Riku's character development. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Kind of, you know, he's embracing the dark side in this game to, you know, as a form of self-sacrifice. And oh, yeah. again, I just thought that development of his character in this game really kind of made it key for me and why, you know, I think it really just brought the story up to the next level. Like it wasn't uh, all about the protagonist, you know, it's not yeah. all about and Sora. I take that, yeah. And you just kind of see what Riku goes through and you know, he's fine not being in the spotlight, but doing what he has to do, even at a great, you know, personal cost to himself. Um, so I would have to say that's definitely... No, yeah, he was definitely game. pretty badass, especially when you fight with him at the end. Dry forms? 
you turn into Antisaur or some crap. Antiform. Oh, you are we still turns, on this? Yeah, are we still on this? And yeah, I know what you're talking about. He becomes a heartless. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, uh, I understand that. Yeah, I consider death. So that's what I was talking about. I want to clear that up. All right, all right. What's your <laughs> so I. That's why I didn't use form. I was wondering why he was so quiet over there. Man, I thought he was writing a thesis for a second. My favorite part of two is really tough. Um, I thought one Kingdom Hearts one was way better than two, so going back to two was was always tough for me. Um, I'd I'd have to say in in two would would be. I honestly don't know what my favorite part in two is, other than. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the Timeless Riverboard uh, with the black and white. Oh, that was amazing! I, I, oh, wow, yeah. that was <laughs> meh. That was a good. That yeah. was great. That was like that was awesome. I really dig that, but not my favorite. No, I thought it was okay at best. Hater? No, <laughs> I am a hater. Um, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I was not a big fan. Of, I was not a big fan of the boards and two. I just wasn't. I mean, I I, I'm, I can understand it. You you didn't like like I don't know what it was with you and the Pride Lens. You got, you when you first played it, you made me do that board. That was the only board I played the first time through. No, that's annoying. Pride Lens was undoubtedly my favorite part of that entire game. I love Simba. <laughs> he has a special place in my oh. heart. So that. Man, that board was incredible. Like, oh, the battle theme, the environment, the battle with Scar. Just like, the only thing I didn't really dig about that world is what, like, Sora became a little, like, color, like what the hell was he? Like, a little tiger or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it was a tiger. Lion guys? cub. Come on. Uh, excuse me. Excuse There's me. a big difference between lions and tigers. <laughs> yeah, so. And bears, oh my. <laughs> so that was, like, Undoubtedly, my favorite part. There aren't even tigers in Africa, guys. I don't. Know. What the hell? They're in Asia. Guys? Apparently, there's no League of Legends in Africa too. In case anybody was wondering. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I... anyway. So, does anybody else have anything on Kingdom Hearts two they'd like to discuss? Well, one one thing I, I will say um, because I know the I think it's actually on the 24th of this month. Yep, um, coming up in the, the Yeah, the next, next remix game comes out for PS4. Um, just talking about it, it's it's kind of making me want to go, um, you know, revisit uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 again. Because like I said earlier, I've only played through the entire game once. Um, and I feel like it would be a good time to kind of go back into it despite my my gripes of um them releasing yet another remaster which i'll talk more about in the next segment but um i i do kind of want to go replay the game now so yeah i uh i actually picked it up not too long ago to, and, and beat boards i'm back at hollow bastion in proud mode again so i i think like you i will pick it up at some point this weekend and uh and maybe beat it yet yet again for like a sixth time. Yeah, you know, any time that I don't dedicate to Smash, maybe I'll find some time to revisit the old classics because I, you know, I could definitely go for playing them again. No, I'm sick of playing them. To be honest, they're great <laughs> games. Don't get me wrong. By the I way, the optional battles in two were just as good as one, and the Sephiroth battle was 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 amazing. Yeah. A, a lot easier this time around, but amazing nonetheless. No, I'm just you know what. I, the story needs an end. Uh, and it's they been need, way too long. Exactly. They just need to, con- I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just so tired of the re-releases. I'm I tired of the too. delays. You know, you have a, produ- you, you need a production team to remaster these games. You need a production team to come out with new packaging. You, you have all these resources you devote just to get more money, you know, from the consumers. And I'll, you know what, to be honest, like, I'm a huge, you know, I fangirl a lot over a lot of things, and I'm willing to dump a lot of money into things that I like, but Kingdom Hearts is a franchise that I'm getting to the end of my rope, where I'm not really willing to spend any more money on it until they give me something new. Like, don't just repackage the same shit that I have and resell it to me. I don't want it. Yeah, you're right. I don't want it. I agree with that as well. They're milking it hard. So, that being said, 2.8 comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I, it, it, you know, that, it, and 2.9, 2.9, 2.75. So, I'm 7. actually surprised 5. that I'm acting a little bit, a little more strongly towards it than you are right now, because, oh. again, you lost your mind the other day. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm not happy with 2.8 coming out. Uh, I didn't see this coming at first, and I want I wanted three, and then this year, uh, going back to something you said earlier with the the whole clock that they put on display out in Japan, um, and then at the end of the whole festival or whatever it is, they're going to break this clock and give the stained glass to to people who win pieces or whatever they're doing with it. It's it, to me, it sounds like complete bullshit to keep this game in people's minds, to keep them interested, to keep them spending money until they do get the three. I don't know what the hang-up is at this point because I remember them saying Final Fantasy fifteen was the biggest thing they were working on. The same guy, correct me if I'm wrong, please. I know you guys know more about the fifteen than I do. But the same guy who was working on that also was supposed to work on Kingdom Hearts 3. And As he, far as I know, he's not. Um, okay, then, not the same director. I then whatever. I then really I really have no fucking clue why the hell this stayed so long. Uh, well, that's 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 the problem. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little aggravated over it. I probably will pick up 2.8 uh, mainly probably. because that's what they want you to do. Well, yeah. I got all the other ones I needed for my collection. At this point, it's a collection piece. It's not. I don't know if I'll even uh, play it. Um, the games that are on there, it, it, I'll have all the games from the 3DS collection, the PSP collection, the PS collections. And they're all in one spot. That's the only good thing I see about this. However, I don't think it's necessary. I think I want Kingdom Hearts 3. I think they need to get their ass, their head out of their ass. And now I'm being told it's not even coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine this scenario real quick. And how would you react if you got this news? So say like PS5 comes out. And they repackage every game in the franchise again. I don't I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it again. I wouldn't I don't. either. I don't no. think Lori would let you do it. But, honestly, at that point. <laughs> but with the way Kingdom Hearts 3 is going, it's going to be on PS20. <laughs> now, let's look at this. Oh What's coming Final out first? Fa- What's coming out first? Final, Final Fantasy VII Remake or Kingdom Hearts 3? Better yet, yeah, what's going to happen first? Uh, me getting married or this damn game <laughs> coming out? Cause... So, what year did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out? 2006. Five, 2005. Two, oh, 2005. 2005. Yeah. It is now 2017. I thought you were going to say 20 years. I'm like, you can't That's 12 motherfucking years. How long was Final Fantasy 15 in development? Almost 10. Almost Why? 10. Really? Is that yeah, that came out before Kingdom Hearts. Now we're 12 years, and we still don't got three? Nah. Somebody better have some motherfucking answers really fucking fast. That, that's, 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 that's what I say. Uh, anybody else want to chime in? Well, I'm just trying to think of it as, um, <laughs> like, from a professional perspective. How could you as a person, like, how I just can't imagine what their staff turnover is. Because how can you work on a project like that for the, in the same project for 10 years plus? How can you do it? How do you have production teams and artists and writers working on the same project for that long? The turnover's got to be crazy. I mean, unless... I mean, what do you guys think about that? Just imagine, like, working somewhere and you have the same fucking thing to do every day for fucking 10 years. Like, could you do it? No. Uh, no. How much you paying me? Those artists, those production artists in Japan, they do not get paid money. They don't. They don't get anything, and it's usually bad working conditions for a lot of them too, which is why there probably is such a turnover rate. Like, it's just it's it, there's like things you can look at that will show you kind of in these different game studios, and you know show you um, you know what what these people are doing for work and everything, and that's that is such a hard job. Like I, I could imagine. Um, that a lot of the team is is different than when it started for sure with how long um the game's been in development and then the other part of that too is you know how many people are being taken away from working on that to you know do these um remasters and everything and that's that's my biggest problem with the franchise is at this point like after two came out, I kind of did like the idea that they had these, you know, spinoff games that told more of the uh, story. Um, you know, I was a senior in high school when Chain of Memories came out. I remember playing that, and I, I I've played um, all of the spinoffs at this point, but I don't want a spinoff. I want Kingdom Hearts three. I don't care for another spinoff. If another spinoff came out, I probably would, you know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be on my to-do list with, you know, all the other big-name games coming out um, this year that I, I would put it off. And at this point, I think we really do need um, some info on Kingdom Hearts 3 because if I'm 
not mistaken, I don't think they showed anything on Kingdom Hearts 3 um, at this E3. Um, the last E3 before this this previous one, so two years ago, was when we got the um, FF7 uh, remake announcement. I think that's when they showed us more info on Kingdom Hearts 3, which was just simply one of the new roles they were working on. Yep. Um, and they also, yep. And they also showed that, uh, that like train sequence, um, there hasn't been anything else since then. Yeah. In two years, you don't have any updated info to show us on this game. Like that's, that's alarming. So I'm at the, yeah, I'm at the point where I don't think uh, I will see this game in my lifetime. (laughs) And if I do, I'm really worried it's going to be a letdown. Now, mind you, I had the same issue with Final Fantasy 15 because it was in development so long. After seeing the little bit I have uh, and playing the little or watching Lori play the little bit she's played so far, it looks really good. I'm I'm not happy with again Sydney, Cindy, Cindy, Sandy, Sandy voice acting. Other than that, there's no complaints about the game, and I'm hoping. Kingdom Hearts just has that one little complaint. Kingdom Hearts 3 has that one little complaint, and I love the game. I really hope that's the case. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I'm at the point... I just don't think it... I'm really just not even sure it's going to ever come out. I'm right there, too. Um, That'd be so messed up. The main dude said something about it coming out next year. Um, I heard something about uh, re-releasing remixes 1.5 and 2.5. Uh, I think one of them comes out in March, or there's something to do with Kingdom Hearts in March. I, I, again, I read this a few weeks ago, so my memory's a, a little bad on it, and I was kind of on tilt, ready to choke somebody out about the news with Kingdom Hearts 3. But they, it looks like they're going to re-release those for PS4. That, I don't think I can, rel- I, I can realistically say I am going to buy them since I have them for PS3. We have, it for, we have it for PS2. We have it for PS3. It now just became available on PlayStation Network. It's ridiculous. I, I just... Yeah. I can't. How, how many times can you pay for the same game? Agreed. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Nintendo buying those virtual console games 20 times. Those virtual well, console we, games we are like $10. <laughs> it's not like you're paying 40 50 60 bucks on a, clip, a new yeah. iteration well, of this un- game. Well, unfortunately, though, too, we can say that this is um, an ongoing thing with... Square Enix as a whole and you guys knowing me and how much I love you know Final Fantasy and support Square Enix it is the most frustrating thing about that company it's like how many times do you expect me to buy a port of the same game like I'm perfectly fine playing you know an old version of Final Fantasy 6 like I don't have to have an updated port after updated port like they came out with the whole iOS version and everything like that um, FF7 remake, you know, I think I think that's cool because it's it's different, but um, that's just their whole thing is that they have to release port after port of these games, and that was the most frustrating thing for me with um, Final Fantasy X coming out for PS3, and then I think it was only like two or three months later it came out for PS4. Yeah. So it's like okay, well, you know, now I have to buy this game again to play it on PS4 because I can't play the PS3 game on PS4. And that's that's the same thing that's happening with Kingdom Hearts and it's 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 sad. Like it's just enough with that already. It's it's annoying, very annoying. Yeah, agreed. And and like I said, now that they're releasing them for PS4, I realistically can't That's where I think I'm going to have to draw the line unless unless <laughs> It comes oh with God. some sort of crazy art book or soundtrack or something special, but there's no or the way. the Kingdom Hearts 3 demo. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Yeah, you know I it. There. Yeah, you're right. But, but that, yeah, that would be the only way I could realistically, honestly pick up those games. So the only one left for final thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is the key for here. What's, what? Um, um, Whatever with it, I just like. Uh, all right, you already gave up, huh? It comes out great. I'm gonna cop that, play that, you know, do all that. But if, if it doesn't come oh out, God. all right, whatever. Like I got smashed, so I don't care. Yeah, you're over it. Okay. Yeah, he's over it. Uh, anybody else got anything to uh, add? No, I think I said my piece. Yeah, I said my. 
John? Get their shit together. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That's all I could say. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Nerdcaster. We out. All right.